Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched Anthony Hopkins give one hell of a performance in the Oscar-worthy film The Father. You gonna watch the fight on Saturday? What fight? <laughs> it's another one of those boxing uh, events that's happening. Oh my god! So is it like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, KSI? Yeah, it's like uh, that type of thing. Yeah, it is. It's um, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, and I don't know if you know anything about MMA, but Ben Askren is an MMA fighter, like an actual Ooh. fighter. Like an actual fighter, but he's more of a uh, Olympic wrestler. Like he has so many trophies in wrestling. That's what he's really known for. MMA, you can do a lot of wrestling. Um, but he's never really boxed before. So it's like his first boxing match, but he's a trained fighter versus this YouTuber who everyone does not like. So it's going to be this so much. interesting fight. But they have Snoop Dogg hosting it. Uh, I think Pete <laughs> Davidson's doing the commentary for it. And also Charlie and Dixie uh, D'Amelio. Yeah, that, okay. They're also doing commentary for it. They're also having performances from like Doja Cat, Justin Bieber, what Marshmello, like <laughs> a bunch of other famous people. I just want to see Charlie D'Amelio do the Renegade and then just like beat this shit out of oh somebody. My God. I don't know. I, <laughs> like, I don't even know, dude. Like, that's the thing. It's like if, if you and Nate were all around, like, I would totally. Like, oh my god! Rent this and have like a fun night out of it on Saturday, but no, I'm I'm just gonna watch the highlights the next day. But uh, I don't know. It's April seventeenth. It's the Saturday. I'm curious just to see the videos afterwards of like the best, the highlights. It's gonna be <sighs> interesting. I just, I just, I hate that so much, but it's the type of thing that I have to watch. So I've god been damn. watching so many MMA it's like videos recently, it. though. Like Ben Askren also has the record of being knocked out the fastest in any fight. Any professional fight. I think it's like, like three seconds. He I think got I sent knocked it to out you. or he knocked someone else out. It's uh, Jorge Masvidal. He runs at him, jumps up, flying high knee to the face. That shit was insane. Out. Yeah, yeah, So that's, yeah. that's Ben Askren. So he's the guy that's fighting um, Jake Paul. The guy got knocked out. So I'd say that Jake Paul might have a, a chance, I guess, in that case. <laughs> we'll see, dude. That's all right. I'm, yeah. I hope I, just, I hope he gets the shit beat out of him in like five seconds, but that's exactly. just me. Yeah. We should fight each other. Maybe that's the first thing we can do. I do a have, boxing match with you. Sure. Yeah, we can have because I remember in college we wrestled. We like. <laughs> oh yeah, in the hallways there and were the like hallway wrestling down. matches. Yeah, yeah, we did that so. at three in the morning. No one was around, and then security just literally walks down the hallway, walks over, steps over us. Yeah, I, I like, forget his have name. Have a good night. He was like, <laughs> he's like, you guys good? All righty then. <laughs> Didn't even care. Was like, yeah, we're just settling a disagreement. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no big deal. Nothing to worry about here. Anyway, Spencer, welcome back to Mainstream Boys. This is our 16th episode of season three, so of 2021, if, if uh, uh, you know, right there. So, uh, yeah, it is the show where we grab a big bucket of popcorn, a nice cold cherry Coke, and... <sighs> How about a Kit Kat? I saw a TikTok for a Kit Kat today. It was kind of funny. I don't funny. care. Okay. How about, a, how about a Kit Kat? Sure. Yeah, I'll okay. give it to you. Thank we you. Can, Thank you. Like just regular Kit Kat or like a specifically like a... Like king size? 
Kit says Kit Kat. Like white chocolate? No, 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 no. Peanut butter. None of those, uh, none of those like fake flavors, like mint. I saw that in the store. Yeah, come on. I remember when I went to, I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. They had like five pound Kit Kat bars. Like they were, it was, it was like just wow. Like, I don't know. Damn. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know that. how you can comprehend that, but it's. Can you it, imagine it bringing that to a movie? <laughs> Try to sneak it in. <laughs> that's that's a Ross creation video. He tries to sneak very obvious oversized candy into a movie theater. He has like a giant Snickers bar oh sticking out God, of his like so back, fantastic. and he tries to like go and he's like, I don't have anything. I swear. <laughs> I fucking I love that guy, dude. He's so funny. Yep. If I was working at a movie theater, I'd be like, dude, just. Just go. I don't. You don't have to buy the ticket, bro. Just go in. Anyway, Spencer, uh, we didn't really have any new movies this week, so instead we decided to check out one of the films that we hadn't seen that's coming out. Uh, well, that was nominated for a bunch of Oscars because we we like to watch all the Oscar movies if we if we can make the time. Uh, and this week we did check out the 2020 film The Father with Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, and Imogen Poot Spencer from that awkward moment. <laughs> I just like her name. It's just fun to say. Imogen Poots. It's like it's Imogen just like Poots. it's like I'm rambling or just saying nonsense. Imogen Poots. Um, she's great, by the way. I love Imogen Poots. You see, the situation is very simple. My daughter is of the opinion that I cannot manage on my own. I'm so sorry about this. Why? She understands perfectly. It's important. I explained it all to you. Why do you keep looking as if there's something wrong? Everything is fine. I think she tries to do the best she can for you, Anthony. Everything will be all right. I promise you. So it's The Father. It's an hour and 37 minutes long. 8.3 in IMDb. 98% critical score. 90% audience rating. Nominated for six uh, big categories, including Best Actor and Best Supporting Actress. And Best Picture, actually. So there you go. It's a pretty depressing movie, though. So uh, we will try to keep it upbeat here. But uh, it's probably going to get serious at times. Uh, We did have the option of watching Thunder Force. But thanks to you guys, we didn't watch it. And I'm probably going to thank you later. Um, because we did put a poll up on Instagram, but here we are watching The Father. It's about a man that refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of reality. So, yeah, it's a pretty tough film to get through. Uh, First-time director, who actually, I think, also wrote a play from this and adapted a screenplay after that. Um, But his name is Florian Zeller, who was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, so good for him. And that's when you go, yeah, I'm the Oscar guy. I know all about that stuff. And this is where I elaborate on that concept. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just surprised that it got six Oscar nominations because I know that this premiered at Sundance in 2020. So BC, before Corona. Sundance was in Utah and just it was normal. And it premiered and everyone was like, Anthony Hopkins is going to go all the way and get an Oscar nomination. He is incredible. And then they're also saying the movie was very good and it was always on my radar throughout the year. And then it had some, uh, I think festival premieres, I think maybe TIFF and some online stuff and just the buzz and the word word of mouth was still very high. And then eventually it was one of the last Oscar movies to get a VOD release. It came out the weekend of Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And I don't think we do a mainstream boy episode where we talk about Godzilla versus Kong and then we wrap it up with the father. I don't think we could uh, physically make that happen. <laughs> I don't think we need just... to. But 
it ended up getting six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and Best Actor, Screenplay, and uh, Editing, and all that kind of other stuff. So it's one of the last movies in the Oscar race that we all haven't seen, and we I think we've covered a good majority of them. So it's like we might as well cover this one as well, and I did want to see it. So, yeah, I mean, going into this, I had some expectations because I had the uh, the word of mouth. Um, but I mean, for you, I don't feel like you even heard of this movie. So I really do um, nothing about it other than the title. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like the wife or this and yeah, that with exactly. the older actor that's Oscar Beatty and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so here we fucking go again. But yeah, I gotta say, I am very glad we watched this movie because it, it it's, it's emotionally just like it, it kills you to watch, but I mean, it is really expertly done in terms of from a storytelling standpoint and directing and just the way that this movie is edited together in a way to make you feel like you're in this guy's head it's it's pretty crazy because i actually forgot about that because i remember you mentioned that to me and i was like okay and then like 20 minutes in i was like oh wait that's what's happening this is fucking crazy so yeah what you're alluding to is essentially this movie he is suffering from dementia and the movie literally puts the audience in his shoes by editing the film so disorienting so you don't really know what's going on so the audience is just as confused as the man as anthony hopkins and so you are really understanding dementia in a way that you kind of haven't seen before it's like it's it's heartbreaking yeah, I mean, for anybody who who's, I mean, we're twenty, we're twenty five, so I mean, we have grandparents. I've had grandparents that have experienced this, multiple different grandparents on both sides of my family, and it's it's terrible to watch. It's awful, and um, it, it's always a fear of mine. I'm like, if I'm if I'm gonna get older, that's something I'm probably gonna experience. It's just it's scary to think about, and you see it from your perspective, but this movie actually puts you in their shoes to kind of see how the mind is just basically just falling apart and just it there's parts of his day are just completely thrown off kilter like an entire day will go by and he just he thinks it's still morning ready for breakfast when it's actually eight o'clock at night it's like like these specific moments as well are always kind of replaying like every day but like and that's what I loved about the editing. And I think that this movie absolutely should win Best Editing. I don't know if it will, but I think it absolutely deserves it because it's one of those movies where I noticed it, but it just greatly enhanced the film like no other because there were scenes like it starts out in the morning and he's in pajamas and he's talking with one girl and mm-hmm. then she leaves the room. All of a sudden, uh, a new girl comes in and it's just a completely different day, but he thinks it's literally like 10 minutes from, uh, from when she just left. And it's so disorienting, but like you actually, like it, it allows you to understand it as well as in like, he has no concept of like what, what day it is, who's who. And it's just yeah. so sad to watch. And I think Anthony Hopkins, I think this is one of the best performances I've seen of last year. And I, that was Chadwick Boseman for uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think this tops it. Honestly, I really? think this tops it. I think this is the best performance I've seen last year. And I mean, we've all known Anthony Hopkins is a phenomenal actor. I think he's been nominated six times in total, and he's he won for Silence of the Lambs as Hannibal Lecter. He's phenomenal as that. But recently, he had The Two Popes, which came out last year, and he got a supporting actor nomination. He was great in that, too. He was phenomenal yeah. in that. And then... Then the father, he just is probably like the career best performance from him. And he's, I don't know how old he is, like in his probably early 80s. But it's just like, I was blown away 
by how he was able to bring the character to life and just have like he was a very like unlikable kind of guy like he was very just he couldn't, help, he couldn't help it but yeah. like he was just so like rude to like a lot of the the women and stuff and and i don't know in situations I think the but... movie really it just makes you understand how the mind just kind of can just completely unravel and this person he just has no idea what the fuck is going on like he really he has no idea that the way he's acting is inappropriate or something or that he's literally yeah. just making up nonsense that isn't true you know, like, there, there's the scene where he's like, yeah, I was a dancer, and his uh, his daughter is like, you were an engineer, what are you talking about? Right, yeah, um, he so, just tap dances. Yeah, I'm just like, that is And that's so the thing, that she laughs, and then he just immediately is like, oh, wow, you have the most annoying laugh, and just like... So, yeah, exactly, you no filter at all. Couldn't stop laughing, it was annoying, it was, I don't, he said something like that, I can't remember the exact line, <laughs> yeah. just like, kill the moment, and it was like, oh god, that was just a, kind of like a little jab. He also kept saying about France, he's like, they don't even speak English there. Like, he kept saying that over and over again. The first time it was funny, but I was just like, ah. <laughs> it's rough, man, that you keep saying that. But I was just very surprised by this film, technically, because it's, on paper, it's pretty simple. I mean, they're just in kind of, they're inside his house and different houses and apartments and, like, you know, hospital rooms. But the way that they've the way that they film it and edit it together, like the production design and it's just so brilliant. And it was just a kind of added aspect to the film that I didn't expect. And I think that's why it kind of elevated itself over some other movies that kind of deal with this because it's done in a concept that's very unique. And I think that's why I appreciated it so much. It was just very did you, different. Did you also feel like, cause for most of the movie, like I didn't know what flat I was in. Oh like, yeah. I hundred percent. And like, that's, I, that's obviously purposeful. For sure. Yeah, Where, yeah, because exactly. he's like, "Is this my house? Is this your house? Where am I?" And I'm just like, mm -hmm. "I don't know, dude. I don't know where you are." And he walks in and he sees like the one husband that has she's been divorced with, or from right, Paul, like, five I think. Years. Is yeah, technically, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like a different guy. And then that guy's a fucking asshole because he's just just tells him everything like straight up, and just because right. he knows that he's not going to remember, and, and it's just it's just like he's just fucking with them, and it was heartbreaking to watch. I don't want to give too much away about the specifics because there's a lot of more intimate details of like just the stuff that he keeps saying over and over again, repeating um, that I don't I don't want to spoil if you haven't seen the movie. But I think in, in terms of just filmmaking and I think just editing, this actually got nominated for pro production design as well, which I mean, the production, it's it's just apartment buildings. But the way that they use them in terms of the filmmaking and editing aspects, like it's really, really well done. So I'll give that to them. But I think one scene in particular that really just like. I, I was just like, wow, was the dining room scene where he walks in and the, the guy is like, he's ill, he's ill. And then it comes full circle and it happens again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene Definitely. just, I was just like, wow. Like, it, it's almost like a uh, like one of those TikToks where it literally just like, it starts where it finishes and it's just like, it, it totally, it's it's a full loop. Um, And it's just one of those those filmmaking aspects that you don't see in every movie that... Um, in a film that just revolves around dementia, you know, they were they actually went the extra mile to make it just like a fascinating filmmaking technique that they used, you know, just to make it even just so much more interesting to watch. I also loved uh, Olivia Coleman as the daughter. I thought she was great, but I loved the one scene as well when they had kind of a lookalike all of a sudden yes, come in. That was weird. As Anne, and she's like just a different like it was a different actress but she was older him, it was just of. like 
just so confusing and i don't know it's just they represented it really well and the ending dude i don't want to give it away but that was like one of the hardest scenes i think i've had to watch uh yeah that was rough in quite some time that was yeah it's just a testament also to anthony hopkins and i think he absolutely deserves to win because this is a career best performance i think this is one of the best performances i've seen i think in, in terms years. of a performance that he like he's an older guy obviously and you get you get eventually you do get typecasted and this is like the perfect role for me to like finish your career which i want him to keep acting but i'm just saying like if you're going to see a one final performance from anthony hopkins like this is just such a spectacular impersonation of a man who's going through dementia it's just absolutely amazing you would think that this he's literally experiencing this like the character is. I mean, if he gets an Oscar for it, I think that we can be, who knows if he'll have another one under his belt after that. But he's also a very fun Twitter follow. I know you're not on Twitter, but uh, he makes very really? funny videos every now and then. Yeah. What some the of them fuck? are terrifying. He made one video <laughs> where like he was just filming like him. It was a selfie, but he was running around his like apartment and he's just like really happy and like, sc- like smiling. Then he like screamed. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is he really weird in real life? I don't know. He's probably a super no, weird dude. I have no idea. Like, it just reminded me way. of like something you'd see from like Gary Busey. But, oh, um, Jesus, <laughs> I don't think he would want to hear that comparison personally. But. Uh, anyways, the father, I was very surprised by it because I was kind of expecting just a very generic drama, to be honest. Uh, that I heard, you know, has some good performances and some interesting editing, but I was surprised by how much I was locked into the film, how disorienting I felt, and just how much I loved that the director put the audience in the character's shoes. And I hadn't really seen that done since we all watched uh, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which was the guy who went through... Um, well, he was paraplegic or something his, yeah he was you know he went through a stroke and he only had movement of his left eye and like the first that was crazy know, a third of the film is all taking place through the left eye and right. so like you have to be in his shoes um literally and so i i think it's really cool when directors do that type of concept if it works for the story and i think it definitely works here and uh anthony hopkins literally one of the best performances i've seen i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five i was shocked literally shocked by how much I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And it's a tough watch. Like, I don't think I could watch it again. Maybe. <laughs> I honestly probably, like, this is one of those movies I would show it to where, my parents, because... Yeah. Because yeah. it's a movie I feel like people do, like, they should see this. Because, like, everyone knows somebody who's going, who's experiencing this. And I think it's easy to get frustrated with that person. If, like, if you're actually, like, taking care of them and stuff and you're going through this, like, and Olivia Coleman's character Anne is. And I think if you don't already know, like, this will give you a better understanding of just how jumbled their mind is. Because it's just, like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about and terrifying. And I think, it, it, like, hopefully this movie does raise awareness and people actually realize that so many people are fucking going through this. And it's so sad. But, yeah, I was I was borderline blown away, too. I think just from a technical and acting aspect, like for performances it was just it was it was really well done i did not expect the movie to be as incredible as it was so i'm gonna match you four and a half out of five i think he deserves the oscar however i haven't seen Chadwick bozeman so I, I can't say for sure but i do hope he gets it i really do him and uh vanessa kirby yeah i hope they both get it i think that those were definitely the two best performances of the year but 
yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Again, like you said, a very hard watch, but I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, that's The Father 2020. It is available on VOD. It's probably in some theaters as well. It came out about a month ago, a little bit more than a month ago in theaters and uh, released on the 25th for VOD. So um, if you don't feel like paying for it, I'm sure it'll probably come out on like Amazon at some point. Like I feel like that's just like a very Amazon-y movie. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of mainstream releases, there's not a lot coming out next week, but there are a few films. We- there are a few film. Wow, I suck. I'm so... <laughs> Why can't I speak? Uh, there are a few films that uh, we missed that we're probably going to catch up on. So we will have an episode for you, as always. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to Mainstream Boys. But don't forget, we have another show out. And uh, I think it's worth checking out. Coming out on uh, Wednesday. So uh, what would that be, Spencer? Yeah, Collector's Corner this Wednesday. We're talking about The Raid 2. A little Indonesian martial arts film. So... Yeah. You want to see someone get beat the shit out of with a hammer, maybe a baseball bat, maybe like a like a butcher's knife? Pretty much imagine something in a kitchen killing somebody. It'll happen in that film. So anything from your dad's toolbox is used as yeah. a weapon in this film. Yes. Yeah. You want to get some aggression out and uh watch a movie? This is the way to do it. So yeah. Again, thanks for listening. Uh that's Mainstream Boys. We'll see you next Monday and uh that's Toodles for me. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.